Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of occult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to episode three of season two of the Elder Hour. Today, we are going to talk about the very majestic chrysanthemum, Mm -hmm. just in time for autumn. Yes. Also known as mums. The scientific name for chrysanthemum is chrysanthemum morifolium, which is interesting because it has more. Yeah. (laughs) I just realized that. Um, It is aligned with the sun and given its, you know, prominence in Asian culture, I find that very significant. Yes. Masculine, and it's also a fire ruled flower. A lot of flowers in the Asteraceae family are also solar ruled, so it kind of goes with the. Mm-hmm. I think sunflowers are Asteraceae too. Yeah. Let's just dive into it. Mums are in our culture here. Yes. They're most prominent in Asian culture. We find it in recorded history as far back as 1500 BC mm-hmm. in China. Uh, that's not to say that it sprang up in 1500 BC. That's just the first time somebody wrote about it on yep. paper. It's also um, Chicago's official flower. I Did you know, know that? that? Nope. Which is really interesting. We'll get into why that's interesting in a little bit. <laughs> um, chrysanthemums were one of the first flowers to also contribute to the flower power movement in the 70s. The image of the woman putting the flower in the bayonet is a chrysanthemum, which honestly really speaks to the power of this this flower. Yes. And it's the November birth flower and a official flower of November in the United States. Yes, it is. Queen of fall flowers. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the way they smell. I'm mm-hmm. like, I fucking love chrysanthemums. Well, start with the head, okay. which is actually many small flower heads. Mm-hmm. And another fun fact about it is that it's the largest family of flower plants and includes over 23,000 species. So cool. Insane. So they have a lot of ancestral spirit. Now my brain is like, I want to collect them all. Like, why am I like this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to know every single chrysanthemum. That would be so amazing. There should be, like, a museum of chrysanthemums. They could really have... I wonder if they actually have one. That would be interesting. That would be so cool. Because you could totally build an entire museum like around a, them. Oh, it would smell so nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, also, just a few of the colors. Red, what they symbolize. Um, red symbolizes love and deep passion. The yellow is for neglected love or sorrow. Um, usually yellow is like happiness, joy. In this yeah. case, it's not. It's I have slated love here. Slated love? Ooh. Yeah, slated. Then I have white, loyalty and honesty. Uh, violet symbolizes um, get well, like 
wishes to someone. They're so beautiful. But Violet, to me, I don't know about that whole get well, but it does have, like, healing. Get spiritually well. Get spiritually well. I feel (laughs) that. Get well in your brain. It's more like a healing energy. Yeah. Or, Or if you're grieving, I'm thinking... Like, I feel like purple moms could be really powerful. Yeah, they can. For sure. They really dive deep. And we'll talk about them being able to do that. In the Chinese flower calendar, Chuhua, it's the flower of autumn and October, and it symbolizes rest and harvest, which is what I was curious about. Like, what is the connection here between moms and this time of the year i mean obviously they are prominent at this time of the year so that's why you're going to see their popularity like explode in the fall months just like pumpkins and any other thing that's ready to harvest at Mm -hmm. that time but i i just always want to know you know why why do you buy mums at halloween yeah but yeah so it's september october all these different fall months it's also known as the flower of the ninth month and during this time chrysanthemum festivals happen in china taiwan korea and japan um it's known as the Changyang festival aka the double ninth festival mm-hmm. aka the senior citizens festival aka the height ascending festival <laughs> and, and the Chu, yeah and the Chu festival oh i didn't have that one <laughs> um during this time, it is customary to have rice cakes and chrysanthemum wine, which, like, I'm going to be looking for some chrysanthemum wine, like, fucking tomorrow. Because I've never heard of that. That's probably I, super... I really want it. I wonder... If I could just taste it. <laughs> I wish we had it right now. Oh, like, why didn't I get that? I don't know. Fuck? You suck. If you know where to get chrysanthemum wine, please let, let me know. know. Because, like, this is, or even if, like, a really good one, because I'm going to just try whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm even trying the good shit. So if you We know, should try the local farms. They'll probably, yeah. because they make their own wines, too, off the flowers they have. I just need to know. I feel, I feel like I know what it tastes me like. Me, too. You I know, just said that before. Because like, of our I last episode. <laughs> like, I can just taste it in mm-hmm. my mouth. Um, so good. So the uh the I found a little folklore uh, about you know w- why chrysanthemum rose to prominence and how it it became an important part of the double ninth festival um during the east and this is from chinahighlights.com um during the east han dynasty there was a devil of the plague in the in the ru hey rui River, R U H E. I don't know what th- I can't even pronounce shit in New Jersey. I thought Forked River forever was Forked River. <laughs> For real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurt my lip. That show makes fun of me. Um, so as long as it showed up, people got sick and even died. People living in a- around the river suffered a lot from the disease ravaged by demons. There lived a man named Huan Jing. His parents died from the plague, and he almost died. 
After he recovered, Wan Jing decided to learn the magic arts and killed the devil of the plague. Wan Jing heard there was an immortal that lived in the eastern area. He took a long journey and finally found the immortal. The immortal was moved by his behavior and taught Wan Jing how to kill the devil of the plague. One day, the immortal told Wan Jing that the devil of the plague would show up again on the ninth day of the ninth month, and he asked Wan Jing to go back and kill it. When Wan Jing went back, he asked the whole family to go to a mountain and sent everyone a zuyu leaf and a glass of chrysanthemum wine. When the devil of the plague emerged from the water, it got dizzy from the scent of the zuyu and the chrysanthemum. At that time, Wan Jing took the sword and killed the devil of the plague. Since then, climbing mountains has become a custom on the Double Ninth Festival. Nice. Interesting. So, so during the Double Ninth Festival, you're supposed to... Um, drink these, drink chrysanthemum wine, rice cakes, and go up into the mountains, which sounds like the most fun ever. Yeah, and rice crates are always really associated with fall, like Samhain. Yeah, and the thinning of the veil. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so I just I love this story, and like I find that I want to go to China now for the for the double ninth festival really bad. Maybe they'll have every species of chrysanthemum. They might. Also, it's very prominent in um, in Asian politics. Mm-hmm. The order of the chrysanthemum is the highest achievement you can get in the Japanese military. Chrysanthemums are also pictured in the imperial seal, a.k.a. the chrysanthemum seal, which is a crest used by the Emperor of Japan and the Imperial family. The throne of the Emperor is known as the Chrysanthemum Throne. Um, The Chrysanthemum is also the sacred flower of Japan's radiant sun goddess, Amaterasu. Like many goddesses from this time of the year, she is a grain-slash-agricultural goddess who brought rice to the people and taught them irrigation and how to farm silkworms. She is the highest position of all Shinto deities, and some scholars theorize that early Japanese society could have been matriarchal because of this. Mm. At the very least, they know that women played a huge role mm-hmm. in politics and society because of Amaterasu. Mm. Also, like her sacred items are cool as shit. She has like a mirror, a sword, and a jewel, which is like fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> also in Australia, um, it's, it is the official flower for Mother's Day nickname. Obviously, we say mums. In Belgium and Austria, I want to bring this up because this is the part where it kind of connects to like my my part of the research. Mm-hmm. Um, they're exclusively used as memorial flowers to honor the loved ones that have passed, um, and you see them all over the graves. So for me, because I grew up... Um, playing in the graveyards yep um for me that's where i connect to her mm-hmm. to her spirit because she was always in that space in the graves in the graveyards growing mm-hmm. um so i always felt that darker 
um, deeper yeah. realm from these flowers. Absolutely. And just to kind of give you an idea of what I feel her essence are, the mum is very much protective. So that goddess that you said of the sun really does connect to this because the mums are seen as the light that calls you back or finds you in mm -hmm. the darkness. So when you go into a lower realm or you're in the spirit world and you want to come back, the mums are the sun. They're that light, white light that you walk into. Yeah. So you go and follow that white light and that's literally the mums taking you back up into the level of this spirit world, of this world here. Um, also for protection and magic, these for my culture we use them like we hang them over the door and let them dry out during the fall so that it protects your home from evil spirits if you take the the flower buds which is the top of the head uh -huh. and you sprinkle it around your home it also keeps your home safe from when the veil thins yeah from also from intruders and you know mean spirits evil spirits coming into your home yeah and i feel like that's become really like an american tradition too yeah. because you know everybody puts the mums in front of their door yes uh, like these beautiful big yeah pot it's just as commonplace as the jack-o-lantern yes and we don't realize how significant these symbolisms are we just do it because it looks beautiful yeah i mean i've seen them in big mansions when we were younger we would go to the yeah. rich towns for to halloween get the full -size yes. candy bars. that they will leave out there just for us to pick how how irresponsible <laughs> and we would go there and they had these big giant pots with huge arrangements of mums yeah and in my head i'm like oh okay they're brujas i will in my head just thought yeah they're witches but they're not they were just decorations that they would put out there but they were actually really protecting their home yep. by having them there um if you dry them and you save them and you put them out on the moonlight of um, Samhain or even that uh -huh. week because we have different cultures happening right it's yeah. just the veil is thin no matter what culture you look at yes. whether it's it's just a different interpretation yes. of the veil thinning yeah so within the 31st I would say a week before then a week after the 31st um, any of those days you could put them out uh, outside or by your windowsill have it collect um, that moonlight and let them dry and you could use that for your candle work or your magical spells and it actually amplifies um, your spell work mm -hmm. also if you put them in your pillow mm -hmm. um, it helps you um, travel into deeper realms yes put them in your bath too yeah oh in the bath that's yeah. delicious they're also great for your skin so if you put them in your bath it's like a win-win situation but especially if you're tra traveling to like the underworld as we we discussed briefly in our last episode but water can be such a good way to transport into like different realms and if you're using chrysanthemum to you know travel into these alternative realms you putting them in your bathwater is a great way to like be more fluid and move into those realms yeah so i'm um my indigenous name is bawainaru which means ocean woman and from my father's side which has african um, ancestry uh, in Santeria, Yemaya is the goddess that claimed me. So I worked with both, mm -hmm. and they're both water. Mm -hmm. And 
just so happens that when I do travel, when I do journeying in ceremony with my tribe, I go through water. And they're always, they've taught us to go through the earth. And I could do that, but I find it so much easier to reach that realm through the ocean, through the water. Um, and going back to how this helps people come out of a space. So doing my research, I found the story of an indigenous um, medicine woman. She was 14 years old and she was the first um, at her age to be given the title of actually being the um, healer for their, for their tribe. And this was actually from Haiti. Mm-hmm. And she, and this is my real, my ancestors, the, yeah. the Taino. And, but it's coming from that particular part of the, the islands. Um, she would travel all the time. Um, I could see her as a seer like I am. Mm-hmm. She would just go out of body and travel like into vision yeah but her visions just took her into like dark realms that she would wake up screaming and Mm -hmm. people had to really work hard to get her back they knew she wasn't dead but they had to like hit her slap her throw cold water at her so she could come back and every time she came back she came uh with wisdom and more healing capabilities but she would tell them i have a hard time finding my way back yeah moms have a significance even in the Caribbean, yeah, because the mums, the scent of it, they would put it towards her nose. She said she would see light. Yeah, go into the light, and she would go into the light it's and the come back. Yeah, that's so crazy. So even just the scent of it. So just reading that alone, I had told my husband we sh- we should definitely have mums handy so that when I get stuck, because yeah, I get stuck yeah, often. Yeah, because you were going into visions I go into a vis- lot, yeah. like right before COVID-19 happened. I was. What the, f- remember? I could not control yes. them. It was not normal for me. Yes. And I was, there was something off uh-huh. 100% with me and my visions. And I would just, even driving, I couldn't drive because I would just go into vision and it was dangerous. And I was driving, would, I would tell you, I'm like, yeah. I can't even drive my kids yeah. to school because it was just out of control. Yeah, we have had to stop recording some podcasts because she would go into a vision and it would just be like a very overwhelming experience at the time. Yeah, and little was, do we know what was going to happen. COVID came, um, yeah, pandemic came, but. I think, you know, we all, all of us knew something was off Yeah. because just even my gifts were off and uh, there was no control. Absolutely. You know, it's really interesting because I love to think about this. I love seeing the patterns, which is why I like doing social media so much. I like to see what's trending and like the way that human consciousness is flowing as a group that's really the most beautiful thing about social media is like there's a lot of ugly things about social media but you can really see what the hive mind is Mm -hmm. doing and last summer a lot of kids are making videos on tiktok like this summer feels like the last summer we're gonna have that's Mm -hmm. good it feels something feels off all these videos and whether it was a trend or not it's still completely intuitive and predictive. It's Mm -hmm. prophetic. And I started to have like this weird, like sense of mourning in the fall of Mm -hmm. last year. I just started to feel like I was mourning something. I had a funeral for 2019 in my bath. (laughs) (laughs) I just was like, I just felt like, like 
so morose for no reason at all and now and also then watching a stream of deaths roll in at the end of 2019 seemed like a very weird culling that happened before the pandemic hit yeah it was just very strange it was very strange and just something that i've never told to the public but you guys know you might know lorraine she's um, the owner of Spirit Element, she and I were going to do a calendar together. And we were in the process of getting this published with Hay House. Mm-hmm. This was in the fall. Mm-hmm. And something always happened that the calendar didn't make it to the meetings. It was every two weeks that they got a chance to introduce it to their um, their team. Yeah. And our editors, my editor is always on point. She yeah. she always like you know tells me whatever. But there was always something that happened that entire fall, and in that winter to December that they didn't get to see the proposal. And Lorraine and I were like, "What is going on? Yeah, like this is so weird." January came and they finally, her and I were like, "Something's weird. Like I don't think this calendar." Um, it's going to work out. Like we just had this in this in this feeling that we wanted to hold on to a calendar, mm-hmm. which was what time, organization, planning. That's what it was all going to be about. Like yeah. us. Why are we building this planner? Like us, and we're like it's just something that we felt that we needed to do it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, um, Hay House comes back and they're like, um, guys, we don't think we could do a planner on a year where everything's going to be canceled. This was March when we got our feedback. Yeah. And Lorraine and I were like, we totally agree. And now we look back at it. I'm like, what was that about? Yeah. Like that never happened for us, but we felt the need that we needed to keep time. We needed to keep a planner. We needed to keep a calendar. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do it different for this year. The proposal for this calendar was a whole new way of recording time. Yeah. It's like, insane like i I, i'm gonna ask her permission if we could put our concept out there um because the concept was not to record time or plan like we're used to Mm -hmm. it was to do it in a different way yeah and it would have made so much sense since this year just rearranged everything for us everything was canceled it was just like mind-blowing to me how we were just intuitively tapping into creating something like we were mourning the calendar yeah yeah, it was just like a weird morning period. We were saying goodbye to how you usually like the plan. Old paradigm. Yeah, that's what we were doing creatively in, the, in our heads. It's very interesting now too because a lot of people are like fundamentally changed. Like people are up and moving all over the country. I'm like moving. The whole change of like everything's getting shuffled around there's yes. new energies in different places yes. people are bringing their different energies and it's just mixing the pot like it hasn't been mixed in a long time yep you yep. know yep it's true and you have to mix it you have to move stagnant energy yeah you have like people to. got set into these communities and now they're uprooting their entire life realizing the things that are the important to them whether it's being in nature spending more time with their family going after that job going after that dream in new york and moving into the center of a pandemic yep. people are picking it up and moving and not wasting any time mm-hmm and it's just going to change the whole energy of this country. Uh, maybe not tomorrow, but in five years, I think you're definitely going to see a huge change that goes on. Yeah. 
It's definitely a huge. And when you stir the pot, literally, spiritually, energetically, shit comes to the surface from yeah. the bottom. And this is like what we're seeing with the po- politics and racism in your face, like really in your face and murders in your face. Things that have been there, but mm-hmm. they were in the bottom. Yeah. In a safe and there's safe little hidden spot. And yep. now that it's all bringing up and we're all seeing this and we're all like shocked. And honestly, you shouldn't be shocked because this is, has been the truth of what's in the ingredient of this pot for since forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so now what you're seeing is the stirring, like you said, and everything just coming up and eventually it's just going to go back to kind of going down. Right. Like it'll settle. It'll settle. It'll settle for a while, and then the cycle will continue, and something yeah. will happen, and it'll bubble back up. But this is a massive period of change. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just history. Period. Yeah. Like this it's, is it's, going to be what in the future. This is when they're going to come back to twenty twenty and talk about twenty twenty in a spiritual perspective. It's so interesting because I feel like this. This realm of events started unfolding in 2012 that's so true when the world was supposed to end Mm -hmm. and it's very interesting and it ties into this episode because chrysanthemum is the flower of chicago Mm. and if you look at barack obama's portrait his official portrait it's full of chrysanthemums that's amazing And just, like, going into the light, not saying, you know, politics-wise, politics is politics, let's be very clear, Mm -hmm. and the symbolism that surrounds everything. I'm just saying, chrysanthemums heralded in this period. Mm -hmm. We had a president that has a portrait full of chrysanthemums, which are signifying a different period. Mm a period of change and like it's strange because the chrysanthemum really weaves its way in and out of politics Mm, and also he was the last president before the shit went down which is death and mourning yeah which moms pretty much do Uh uh-huh it was the autumn Mm -hmm. and now we're in our winter flu season yep and the next is the spring yep of a new of a dawning of a new age a new birth yeah yep a you birthing know? so it's just fascinating the way these it, you it may look like a little flower but its energy and its symbolism is bigger than all of us yeah and that's very true with anything in nature from a little stone that you see, those stones are worshipped by our ancestors. They were worshipped by your ancestors, mm-hmm. um, holding so much spirit and power and being an object that you would give to a god, you yeah. know, or God would give you with a lot of wisdom. Um, so even rocks and stones are earth that you take for granted walking on every day. You know, it's a being, it's mm-hmm. alive, and it holds so much of of things that we're always seeking. And yeah. it's just right there. We're right, we're in it. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we forget. Even I, me, that um, I'm so connected to it, I still, I, I am constantly reminded of the power that nature holds 
Mm-hmm. Well, you have balance. I mean, you are a human yeah. at the end of the day, yep. too. So you do have to participate in the human world. To deny yourself the human experience would be to deny yourself an essential part of real life. It, it's denying your purpose on this earth. Yeah. Like, we, there's a reason why our spirit came here, and it's to live that human experience yeah. for a reason. So denying it and just going on social media and only calling yourself a starseed. I knew you were di- going there. It's a little disrespectful. I knew you were going there. Like, I rem- I know when I talk about myself being a starseed and, and a cosmic being, I always back that shit up right away with, like, well, this is real life, too, because, you know, I go through this, and I've been here, and these are my lessons, and what's my purpose on this earth? My purpose... Uh, purpose on this earth is not to come here and announce hey i'm a being of light i'm gonna channel all this good stuff for you no that's but also like what if you weren't a being of light like not you oh i'm sure well we're all (laughs) beings from different i know places i'm just saying no you know (laughs) you need to see her face (laughs) i they doesn't mean you were necessarily good stars. It's true. It's true. You you could we could have been from anywhere. Like what if you were a reptilian chief? <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. We love conspiracy theories, but I believe we they're called conspiracy theories, but they're really not. There's actually things that back up these theories. Yeah. That's why they're a theory. Uh-huh. There's actual evidence to make something up like that. And yeah, there are beings from all over the place that also would be very ignorant to say oh there's only pleiadians because well, there's only light beings only like light there's only beings. like positive like that doesn't that's like saying earth is the only planet that has life yeah really there's so many planets first of all not just planets okay fine we know that maybe there's no life on Mars. How do you know that there's nothing inside of Mars and that's just a protective armor to keep us stupid humans away from it? I'm just saying Open up your damn perspective. We're in a galaxy. There are quadrillions of galaxies <laughs> with different planets Endless in them. amounts. Like, we, don't, we, can, we can't touch it. We can't be there. We can't. We don't know. Yeah. We just know that there are yeah. other galaxies with, filled with other planets. And it would be really s- ignorant and dumb, no matter what background, culture, religion you're from, to say... We're the only planet in the universe that has human existence or any life existence. That's just seriously sad, guys. Come yeah. on. Um, that's To me, that's scary, to be honest. I don't want to be the it's only. It's very lonely. It's so fucking lonely. And it gives me hope that there are other galaxies out there. Hopefully, they're like, holy shit. Did you see what's going down on Earth? Maybe we should give up my hand or something. They're just eating popcorn. Just watching Space her fuck. popcorn. They're, like, this is the novella for them. Yeah. <laughs> Earth the novella. We're actually that one Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> Which one? What is it? The Truman Show? Oh, God. Um, it's, so, it's so sad, but it's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's... Go- I don't know what's going on in the universe or whatever, but... It's def- All I'm saying is, it's not nothing. It's definitely something. Yeah. You might have been a bad star seed. Are you saying I was? No, not you. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. She's saying you guys, you guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, boy. No, but it's... Not our, not our dear listeners, but, like, in general. How, how do you know you're a good star seed? That's true. 
I mean, we're here, right, to learn lessons and experience new things. Um, so definitely that packs a lot with mums taking us into, like, these different places and realms and trains of thought because yeah. that's what mums do and they look so innocent and so pretty and so cute and they're really they're already tricking you right because but think about it the the items that their their shinto goddess holds a sword a mirror a mirror mm-hmm. and a jewel yep what does the mirror do it's reflection yeah. It's introspective. It's Well, mirrors are also protective and like feng shui and stuff. That's I true. I took feng shui in college. And if like you have a shitty neighbor or whatever, you can put a mirror to deflect their energy back <laughs> at them. You just put a mirror like facing their house. So what you're saying is I need to get like a few mirrors and put them on my porch facing every corner. Everyone of it. was reposting this video of this mentally ill woman who had like a trillion mirrors on her porch but i was like maybe she just has shitty neighbors oh my god (laughs) that is amazing though that's interesting i want to see that video yeah she's she's woke she was trying to black out the vibes yeah she was keeping out that vibe from her home maybe a little too hard but like maybe one nice mirror would work well maybe she knew that her neighbors weren't light beings there were other kinds of yeah, there's the bad star <laughs> so she needed more mirrors and i don't want to i don't want to like downplay or or discredit the whole star seed i respect any type of like spiritual oh it's path. very real yeah, like it's, you know it's definitely not saying it's not real it is real it's just the fact that you you have to acknowledge that you are a spiritual being and you are a human being like for example also not all of your past lives are good past lives. No, they're not. <laughs> you know? No. They are not all good past lives. Nope. So the potential of you having bad alien past lives is very possible. Just consider that. Yeah. Or your agenda might be very yeah. not so good. You might come here like Stitch as a bad alien <laughs> and then change your mind. But just consider that's a possibility. She just brought up Stitch. <laughs> so good. And then you could befriend a Lilu who's going to put someone in a sour jar. And it's going to be uh, uh, all good. Uh, 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 uh. Talking about that movie, there's parts of that movie that are kind of trippy. Yeah. Like things are there and then they're not there. Oh. Like from one second to the other. I'll also share those clips if you're interesting. Yeah. If you're interested, I mean. I am. Yay. Um, so it also carries like this this very tr- very interesting that we're having this combo because it carries the same sun energy of illumination and truth. Mm. We see this as a common theme with sun herbs is that the quest for truth is priority with these herbs because the sun is shining light Mm -hmm. on all of those secrets and hidden things hidden occult knowledge Mm -hmm. etc um they're also good for building strength and that very like leo-esque strength energy um and inherently 
these are all very honorable traits of the sun's energy in a positive way. Did you know if you mix mum with yarrow dried mm -hmm. and you put it in a glass of water and you leave that for your ancestors, they say, and I haven't tried it myself, um, but they do say that your ancestors will literally drink the water. So if you fill it up to the top of the glass, the mm. next day it would be half full. So if they actually drank the water, they're letting you know that good things are coming your way. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you know where that comes from? No, this is more, this is more like voodoo, santeria, that practices. That's so fascinating because mums and yarrow, well, yarrow used for divination specifically, yep. the I Ching and mm -hmm. mixing the mums and the yarrow is just very interesting because of its prominence in Asian culture. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, and it says that if the glass is still full, then your connection to your ancestors isn't strong enough for them to even answer you. Mm. But I should try it. But this is the season. This is mum season. It's all about focusing on the ancestors. I, we're in September. September is here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. It, like, flew by. And I feel like there's more emphasis on the ancestors ever than ever because, you know, we're leaning on them. They've been through this. Yep. We haven't been through this. Yep. You know, you can find so much wisdom in mm -hmm. just reaching out to your ancestors, whether you think COVID-19 is serious or not, you're still living through an unprecedented time, whether you want to be in it or not, you're yep. in it, yep. you know? So just finding a way to cope, regardless of whatever your beliefs might be during this time, reaching out to your bloodlines, your ancestors is a really great way to do that. Yeah. Going inward and connecting to your ancestors and to yourself, there's there's so much potential. If you haven't already used this opportunity of a year, of a killer year to do healing, this year was epic for healing, and it still is. So I really love to make an ancestral bath around this time of year. I've posted mm -hmm. it on TikTok before. I can, like, repost it on our Instagram. But I love to use, like, apples and mums and make a really nice, like, Samhain bath. Um, and for some reason, like, the mums definitely give it, like, that gentleness that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, when I think of, like, a mum, it has this, like, really, like, soft energy to it. It's not very harsh, but it still carries, like, that magical energy that you're talking about, like, that into the light. Yeah. So I feel like when you're – it's a good – especially – it's a good introductory um, flower to use when you're maybe seeking ancestors instead of, like, venerating the current ones. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're wanting to go on that journey of maybe seeking out members of your bloodline – who might resonate with you or or set basically turn on a signal turn on the light mm -hmm. you know make a beacon that's how i like to use mums i feel like they definitely call in the positive spirits because it is a protective plant it does carry that sun energy and like honestly when you're doing any kind of journeying or dream work a sun plant uh, is going to pull you out of those dark places it's going to 
be like your beacon, your yeah. light home, like an in insidious, your fucking light through the underworld. It you makes know? sense. So we were we started the episode with asking what is the significance of these mums showing up in such a you know quote unquote dark time season. Yeah, and it's because you need balance probably with light and darkness. So the mums are the light to the darkness of that season yeah that's like, like the, the, the nighttime's getting darker and then you have these bums to kind of like light the way just yeah. give it that light where again you have that balance between lightness and darkness i love that so much yeah i just i really love that and it's it's so interesting to me that you like your perspective of flowers must be so interesting just from being in the graveyard mm -hmm. and maybe that's why we like resonate mm -hmm. so closely because like i love funeral florals and graveyard blends and things like that and yep. it's it's just so fascinating you know yeah right now we i had was so our buildings were surrounded by one two three huge i'm gonna take you it's yeah. not far so I'll, I'll drive you there so you could get a perspective of how huge this um these cemeteries were yeah and on across the street from the building is the flower shop for the arrangements, mm -hmm. you know, they sell the stones, um, the gravestones and all the flower arrangements. So for me, flowers were always associated with the cemetery. I yeah. didn't get, my mom didn't get flowers at home. My mom was a florist for a brief time. Oh, that's awesome. In between, she had two jobs at one point in time. She was like a bartender in the go-go bar and then she in the, the dark underworld and then in the, the daytime light. was the... <laughs> A florist. In the daytime, I'm yeah. a florist. And at nighttime, rawr. <laughs> really, though, if you think about it, she has some very, like, underworld-esque prop properties. So she's been, worked in a nightclub, was a banker, and a florist. Mm. And those, <laughs> those were the things that she did. Yeah. Like, doled out spirits prepared flowers and that's like very hades energy yeah the banker yes florist <laughs> yes that's interesting yeah yeah living through those that's her probably her just her journey you know when you just like as we do more of this um like we dig deep into folklore and mysticism and stuff like that. I definitely find that I recognize it as a universal experience in so many things, whether it's Greek myths, whatever. And I think that's really the importance of getting to know your culture, getting to know your ancestors' culture. And this doesn't mean that what you should do is find out what your ancestors did and then start a business and act like an authority based mm -hmm. on your ancestral heritage. Yep. It is your birthright to know your ancestral heritage. Yep. It is your birthright to go back and know where it started and how it started and why it started and what were the myths, what were the folklore, and find a new way to connect to this world. Those stories are a, a way, they're a guide. They're... Yes information about the world around you and learning about them will only help you see the, the world in a different way it's yep. you're not doing anything wrong by simply looking into what was beyond this life yeah i mean a lot of people reach out to me constantly about me teaching about that you know 
um, culture and ancestry and if I would show like my altar and all yeah. that stuff. And I say no, because as, as experienced as I am, even being part of a real tribe, um, it's not, that doesn't give me permission to go and teach about and become this authority or expert and and teach about it um it's not what i want to do it's not what i feel called to do so i'm sorry if you keep messaging me and asking me questions i usually direct them to my tribe's facebook page because Mm -hmm. my tribe in general they are we're all of us together we're responsible of going out there and sharing our culture practices our language um as a tribe as a group yes um so me veering off and kind of like doing that on my own, it's not something that I'm called to do. And it's I, you don't see me opening up a practice of just Taino culture. And yeah. I really do merge um, my indigenous roots with more of a modern connection that I have, right? Mm-hmm. And um, a mixture also of my father's side, which I am African from my father's side. And... I have um, Santeria very prominent in my, my lineage. So I don't do the whole Santeria at all. It's not my thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah, called to it. Yeah. But I do have Yemaya on my alt- on one of my altars. Yeah. So I just work with the parts of my culture, of all of them, into one and make it what works for me now in this time. Yeah, uh, and what, absolutely. Yeah, and what connects me more to the earth and connects me more to me here in this presence. Yes. I do, like, the same thing. You know, I have varying cultures in my ancestral makeup. I have, um, like, Colombian, Irish, Finnish, Italian – and those are all completely different cultures. Like in my Finnish background, you're going to get a little bit of like Scandinavian, um, Viking-esque things. But then you also have that like Slavic Russian because mm-hmm. it's nestled like right in between those yep. two. Um, and then Celtic, English, Irish mythology you're going to have completely different than Viking yeah. mythology and Italian paganism is completely different. And Colombian, my Colombian ancestry, um, my family has indigenous bloodlines to the Andes mountains. Mm-hmm. That's going to be completely different. So I'm not going to open up a business where I'm like, you know, being like, oh, I'm Inca. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm not going to like whatever and start a whole shop surrounded by that. I but I'm going to I'm going to read about it. I'm going to learn where I came from. It's my birthright to learn where I came from and I'm going to honor my ancestors by not ignoring them, by not pretending they didn't exist because I live in a world that focuses on specifically one culture. Yeah. Like I agree with that because for me in I, my DNA with along with um, week of some of my tribe members like our chief, um, we came out in National Geographic because it's proving our ancestry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ancestry um, DNA used to identify us uh-huh. as just we would have Native American on there. Yeah. And then all of our people from the Caribbean are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Native American, so we're Native American, and uh-huh. we're like, no, you're not. You're indigenous. You're native. Yeah. But to the Caribbean, so what that 
did with us pushing and rallying and 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 doing a lot of work in activism i do a lot i did a lot of work especially that year um ancestry finally now if you're indigenous taino mm-hmm. um it will come up as indigenous cuba indigenous puerto yeah. rico yeah. indigenous haiti dominican republic so now you know that indigenous to that island you're indigenous to your ancestors there but in my story in my dna i have a lot going on yeah it's not just that yeah as a matter of fact i'm more nigerian than i am indigenous that's that what, blows my mind mm, it blows yes, people's mind no, when i say that. absolutely a lot of my colombian ancestry uh is very african and you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and be like say i'm an african-american yeah I <laughs> because never, that would be never, like the most ridiculous thing ever that either yeah but i'm gonna read about my african lineage because why the fuck would i not you know you have to it's part of your blood it's yeah you. like so for obviously caribbean people like me we are native we're indian indigenous indio that's what we call ourselves so we're Taino, we're African, and we're from Spain. Yeah. So, interestingly, like, some of us have um, Portugal at the top, mm-hmm. because that's that's going to be the most prominent in our, in our bloodline, and then usually it's indigenous, and then it's the African. For me, it's Portugal with a big percent, then Nigeria, and then indigenous. So, I don't want to... Um, a, a lot of the things that the Taino people are doing is that we don't want to say no. We're not. We're disowning the fact that we do have, um, you know, African in us. That's just because I'm lighter skin doesn't mean like my, my family is darker. Yeah, I have, you know, black men and women in my family, aunts and uncles and cousins. And just because I came out light skin doesn't mean that you know I have to just be like oh I'm just gonna skip over the fact that you know I have a big ass percentage of African in me. It's part of my my it really feels existence. Wrong. It is. You just have we. It the in, the thing is in Cuba or the islands, um, it's we don't say we're African because it's different culture. Yeah, it's not in Africa. Yes. So I when we say Cuban. You people already know you're a mixture of these three beautiful powerhouses, right? Exactly. Um, and they know you're African. They uh-huh. know that your Cuban means African indigenous, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and Spain as well. So they know this already. So we don't have to go around and say, I'm from Africa because we we're, we don't know about that culture. Our African culture in that island has been mixed and interwoven into our indigenous people into the also when spain came in so we have a mixture mm-hmm. mestizos right mm-hmm. um so we we have a whole new culture and practice over there so yes if you're black say black from cuba and especially this is coming up a lot in um latinx community of even people who are darker skinned from the islands not calling themselves black like mm-hmm. afro cubana afro dominicana mm-hmm. and now people are owning up to it more because before I guess they never really thought about it that you know where you do get your beautiful black skin from the Africans that came to our uh, world they were forced enslaved and brought to our islands um, so there's still history there there's truth there um, mm-hmm. so I 
my journey moving forward is to touch on all these different things. I have um, Nigeria, Basque, Cameroon, Congo. Yeah, Bantu I have that people. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, I, I have different indigenous. I am very indigenous. Yeah. I have indigenous Cuba, indigenous Dominican Republic. I'm also indigenous America, um, Aztec from Mexico. Yeah. This part right here is actually something that we're looking into um, because this could be a key as to where our people came from. Yeah. And this That's very does, interesting. This doesn't show up in a lot of Taino people's bloodlines. Yeah. So so far, um, I was asked to there to use my blood because it says Indigenous Americas, Mexico, Aztec, and there's been speculation for a long time. They were thinking, where did the Taino come from? They were all saying it had to be Mayan or Aztec. They came down this way into the islands, and there's people fighting, saying, nope, that's not true. That's not where they came from. They came from somewhere else. Yeah. And the very fact that I have that in my blood, and I'm Taino from three different islands, um, could possibly prove that, you know, my ancestors came from originated from aztecs came down and went into the islands i mean that is totally plausible it's insane but it's amazing and i'm not sitting here saying no i'm not judging i'm not saying anything i'm just open to it and i'm like that's the more i could be enlightened and the more that this could enlighten our people the better and it's it's all about going back to the beginning yeah search for where it started you know, it's a lot of people ask like how they can find out more about their ancestry or people who have had their ancestry robbed from them. And Ancestry.com is like a really we're and not sponsored by them. Not sponsored. And I'm telling you, I've done all of them. And the best one by far is Ancestry. They're on point and they're always um, updating. Well, just like their name, their focus is yes. Ancestry. Yes. You know, their focus isn't, like, what your diet should be or whatever. Their focus is ancestry. Your blood, yeah. And just the things that you can find and unveil through going through public records and stuff, um, you know, you can find out so much shit. You can validate so many intuitive experiences that you may have had dreams about past lives. Like, most recently, I... I was talking about that nagging feeling I had from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, he's of Finnish descent. And I couldn't find a lot of info about his dad. His dad left when he was young. Um, I've literally dreamt of his dad's past life. I had this mind-blowing fucking realization. That's okay. Listen to this shit. When I was... 13 i watched the blair witch project Mm -hmm. and it triggered something in my brain uh i had this dream i was walking through the woods all of these people were were in the trees all these men were in the trees and their eyes were open wide open in horror and they were dead and i've had I've, i've gone to the fucking underworld i've dreamt of demons i've dreamt of loved ones trying to murder me like all kinds of crazy shit but this felt real and this felt really fucked up and i couldn't go to bed the next night i was petrified i was like afraid to go to sleep over just a bunch of dead people in trees mm-hmm. then i was watching this movie last year i forget what it's called it was about nazi zombies 
Um, I like horror movies if you haven't picked up on that. But I was watching this movie last year about Nazi zombies. And the movie starts where these planes, these American soldiers' planes get shot out of the sky. And there's a guy walking through the woods and all of these soldiers are dead in the trees and their eyes are wide open with horror. And of course, 13-year-old me didn't realize that's what I was fucking dreaming about. Oh. Like, why would I, like, why would my mind be like, these are dead men in parachutes and trees? Like, why, I just wouldn't even conceptualize that at that age, mm. you know? And I had this realization. I mean, I'm literally sitting in the in a horror movie theater, like, holy fucking <laughs> shit. This is what I dreamt about. Oh like, this God. is fucking crazy. Like, and then I felt, I felt this, like, I went home and I was outside walking my dog and I felt like not alone. Like somebody had acknowledged like, and now, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, that's beautiful. And, but I, it's so crazy. So anyway, I was on ancestry. I've had this nagging feeling from my grandfather. Well, my grandfather was a veteran. His grandfather was in world war two. I found his, I found a news article about he how he had been injured in uh while serving in the military um and it said that he had been uh, not this wasn't the time he got injured but he was the first wave at normandy on d-day wow and I literally fucking dreamt about it that's insane and so knowing your ancestry whether you think it's like you know, you have these dreams and they come from spirit or whether you think they're locked in your DNA mm -hmm. because it's very possible these are just traumatic events locked into your DNA that you can unlock yep. through dreams. If you want to take a more science-based perspective and think that we're just like O's and ones and we're like this yep. matrix and our DNA mm -hmm. is... You know, you can tap into the other parts of your brains and your it, it, uh, the other parts of your brain and your DNA. Um, I dreamt about an experience that my family member had, and I know this to be true because ancestry has con confirmed it for me. Yep. So, if you want to get to the bottom of what has gone on or why you're having a reoccurring nightmare of a time period or why something is going on, start digging into your family tree on ancestry. Like yeah. you don't have to take a blood test. You can simply go through census records. You can find obituaries. I've had past lives confirmed. I had another grandfather who uh, he, I went to, my psychic over here in New Jersey. <laughs> Who I've been waiting to go see. Now that it's not, like, as crazy in New Jersey, we'll go. Um, she told me I drowned in a past life. A few days later, I got a notification on Ancestry.com that an obituary was found for my great uncle. He said, well, in his obituary, it said that his life was saved by his father and that his father had a prophetic dream that their ship was going to sink. So he put his two sons on another ship and my great, 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 whatever grandfather, fifth or sixth great grandfather got on the boat and the boat sunk after he had the prophetic dream Insane. and saved both of his kids life. 
And that's confirmed by a psychic. So there's lots of things that you can unveil on Ancestry.com. It's not just... It, it's a tool that you honestly should not ignore just because a bunch of people on the internet are, like, afraid someone's going to clone them. Honestly, if the world wants to clone me, I think we could use more me's. Me too. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I personally never use that part of Ancestry, only because... I'm first generation here, uh-huh. so I pretty much know my whole ancestry in this country. Yeah. But, and it's hard for people who come from, like, the Caribbean because there's no records. But I am going to try it because you they never know. They have world records. Yeah, I want to see that. You never know. Um, I'm also French, Italian, Irish. Yeah. And that makes sense only because in Cuba, Cuba is known for a lot of countries going mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. People love to go to Cuba. We need to go to New Orleans. <laughs> Oh my god, we were it supposed to like go this whole... year. We were gonna go this year. That was like planned. Oh, we're set to go next year though. Yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, because I rearranged my tickets. Sweet. YouTube. Yeah. So next year we're going to New Orleans. Hexfest. Hexfest. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to kind of explore. If anything, I really want to just be there and experience the energies. But um, I'm gonna go into seeing what they find. You gotta. Yeah, I want to do that because I've I've only just didn't do it because I'm like, well, I don't think they could find. Well, I found. Uh, That's I, pretty cool. I found a significant amount of stuff about my my great grandfather and his family. That's how I found out that my grandmother had a brother and sister in Colombia is through the records I found on Ancestry. That's so cool. So in the meantime, what you could do is go by mums because they literally this whole conversation about digging for ancestry and talking about death and past lives and talking about all these connections in our blood what does mom do better than anything else is illuminate that truth find your truth yes find your truth and illuminate the darkness to find those truths right to find those things that are hidden um even with a closed mind just take the step um because honestly guys me knowing that i was cuban and I knew, obviously, from my family that we have African and we were indigenous Taino. That blood didn't that didn't prove shit to me. I already knew mm-hmm. this. This was my culture, uh, my upbringing. I already knew. Um, that's why I identify as Indígena. I'm indigenous. And when I did decide to do the ancestry DNA, when I saw, when you just see it, I yeah. cried because literally my blood spoke of it it had a story right away portugal um nigeria indigenous i was like wow that right there that's a whole motherfucking story Uh of my ancestors of how they were murdered and and, and, you know brutalized and how columbus like the whole story was right there the first three markers and i cried because i'm like wow it just hits you in a different way and then all these other stuff like french irish and these are not like small percentage they're a pretty good amount of percentage i'm like how so i start researching i know it's like you start to like you start trying to find figure out how the fuck do i have Mm -hmm. french or um that's what i said when i saw the french i have a little bit of french and i was like yeah i was like what the hell is this so you know two percent french um two percent senegal iris three percent ireland and scot um scotland and you know and then it goes you know there you go that's like your connection to the fey folk one percent italy malta mali middle east 
Germanic Europe. I'm like, who am I? What is this? These are also, these are smaller percentages, but that doesn't mean that they're not prominent because yeah. if you understand DNA, which my tribe also teaches you, mm-hmm. the smaller the number, the more ancient you belong yes. to this ancestry. So yes. that means that French-wise, um, uh, Ireland and Scotland-wise, I go way back to their real ancestors. So like you said, the Celts. Yeah. So that's where my blood is coming from. So they could have, um, you know, gone to Cuba somehow. Or maybe one of my Cuban ancestors somehow ended up there. But somewhere, our ancestors from... Ireland and Scotland met up with my ancestors, Daino, and that mixture happened somehow. Yeah. But it's there, and I want to know why. I know. Once you get it, once you get it, you're like, okay, I need to figure out this whole story. And then this leads us into the next part. Knowing your ancestry is not only important for spiritual purposes, but it is also immensely important to know native diets that your family had yes it is the it's important to know that for health reasons um you know when i went to college and studied nutrition there's many factors in having a good diet and you know it's how your hormones display in your body it's your blood type It's your ancestral makeup, because if you come from a place that was probably hot most of the time, then dairy might not be good for you. Or, like, heavy meats that were unable to be preserved might not be best for you. It it just depends. Um, Or if you come from a place where, you know, it's dark most of the year, you might need more milk. Mm. (laughs) You know? And everybody has a different biological makeup and ancestors that have been eating the same food for thousands of years Mm -hmm. before the world became a melting pot and everybody just moved everywhere there was specific plants that were grown in that region that your family ate and you became conditioned to eat so the absence of those things in your diet can fuck you up and it can just be one little thing it does i mean the healthier i try to eat the more fucked up i become i try to do um this whole raw like raw this this summer i did it for two weeks and i was it messed me up so bad i mean my whole system went bad yeah um when i eat caribbean food which is how i cook because my mom taught me and her mom taught her Mm -hmm. remember i'm first generation here so my ancestors have been eating since my mom and my grandmother they've been eating caribbean Mm -hmm. forever yeah so when i want comfort food i cook like a whole caribbean meal and it just makes me feel so healthy it makes me feel good um my my stomach is back to balance mm-hmm. my body is able to digest it and to do what it needs to do even if you think well caribbean food could be a little bit heavier well not to my body because my body is conditioned to eat this food and take nutrients from this yep. food and digest it properly in fact when i was my healthiest before the lupus and i was exercising like crazy i ate caribbean food the cuban food mixture um and i mixed it with a little bit more salad you know more a little healthier but it was still caribbean food um and that was at the best weight of my life the best health 
And then when I started dabbling and trying to diet, mm-hmm. diets never worked for me. Yeah. It just never worked. It, it doesn't matter where you from, where you're from. You have to decolonize your diet. Oh, yeah. You have to dis- what decolonize What is American everything. food? Like, what? We are not conditioned by – we're not supposed to just eat fucking french fries and hot dogs. Well, that's exactly you say that because growing up, my – my stepfather, when he would go out, he's like, okay, every Friday when he got paid, he's like, well, we're eating American today. And this is true for a very la- a lot of black, indigenous, or Latinx people's homes. Growing up, when your parent said, I'm going to go get American food, we knew they were going to McDonald's. Yeah. That was for us. We knew either hot dogs or, or McDonald's is pretty much fries. Mm-hmm. Um, White Castle, like things like that was what we associated with American food. And yeah. we always felt shitty yeah. afterwards. American food is just capitalist like, food. That's stop. all it is. It's cheaply made. It's a cheaply made product of capitalism. And that's it. And I'm not coming from an anti-capitalist perspective. It is just capitalist food. That's all American food is. And we all have native diets, whether they're from Ireland, whether it's potatoes and cabbage and fermented foods, which, you know, you've been to eat this this american diet that deprives you of anything like ew like fermented foods like you probably need them let me tell let me say something okay white people if you think you're american you're not you came from somewhere else (laughs) because the real people from this country are native americans the natives the indigenous you came from somewhere else and you i don't care i don't care was. how many generations of your family have been here but they came here by stealing this land all right and you came from somewhere else so do your dna i hear a lot of white people who say i'm not, i don't need to do my dna because i know i'm from america wrong you're not you came from somewhere else mm-hmm. you did not originate here so i think it's actually you're doing injustice to yourself because you have such beautiful ancestry yeah they do powerful ancestry that you could look into instead of thinking well i'm american and my ancestors just did you know murdered native people and took their land no you need to that is the most recent history of your ancestors go back before that do your ancestry see where you come from the countries that show up for you um that's where your ancestry belongs that's where your ancestors live and thrive and even their plant medicine, their culture, their magical practices. I always, because I get a lot of, you know, non-people of color who ask me this question. Absolutely. I get people ask me this question too. And I'm like, it's not, you know, I hate even just saying white people, white people, white people. But when you figure out where you're from, let me know and I'll say, hey, you're European or <laughs> you're from Russia or yeah. you're from Ireland. Just really look into that because there's more to you than just being that white person in this country whose ancestors stole land from. There is more to you than that. That does not, um, it, it makes me sad too that a lot of people do look at white people like, oh, it's your fault. No, you know what? A lot of white people aren't racist. A lot of them aren't in that mentality or that spirit that their ancestors were in that did this to this to the Native Americans in this country. Um, you do come from good as well. You mm-hmm. have to know this. We all have fucked up ancestors. And you know, you, but you have good ones too, right? Yeah, yeah. And you have ancestors that are like, I imagine, this may not, may or may not be true, but I imagine 
my ancestors don't want me to forget about Finland. Mm-mm. They don't want me to forget about Ireland. They don't want, I know they don't want me to forget about Colombia. Like my Colombian family reminds me that I'm Colombian. Mm-hmm. You know, d- your ancestors do not want to feel forgotten. Like have pride in where you came from. Learn about where you came from. Keep those those traditions alive. Keep yeah. that folklore alive. But also help yourself and learn how to eat diets that your body thrived and survived for thousands of years under. You'll be surprised at what you find. You would really be surprised. You look into the plants, into the remedies that those countries that pop up in your DNA um, show you. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a lot of the time we have um, white people from this country who just don't want to look behind the 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 times their ancestors came here and brutalized. Right? They don't want to look. They don't go beyond that and see where they originated from. Um, and to me, that's really sad because you're cutting off a whole line of power and and ancestral medicine and wisdom that you could be honing right now it's really conditioning yeah it's really the first step of of initiating you into a cult into forcing an ideology down your throat is to cut you off from where you came from yeah i love i I follow some really powerful white women Mm -hmm. who really found they were born here, I mean, generations and generations here in America, and she decided to check out where her family was from because she did a lot of healing work with her ancestors. She owned up that her ancestors did brutalize and murder natives here. Um, she belonged to that line. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they all do. Mm-hmm. So she took the extra step and said, okay, so before this happened, where were my ancestors? Where did they come from? Um, she found a really strong connection and route to the Celtics, and she lives and breathes that medicine now. Her branding changed, her practice changed, her way of being changed, and that is so freaking powerful because she is owning her ancestry, and she's not busy trying to take indigenous ancestry from somebody yeah. else. Yeah, I find that if you do go and you look into your 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 heritage that you find really interesting stuff and you don't feel so compelled to start looking in someone's someone else's backyard and culture yeah you know? and taking from it and it even comes to relationships with plants like when it comes to white sage and things like that mm-hmm. in our store we like to encourage people to pick you know smoke that suits them better like if you're Italian, rosemary mm. is probably a better choice for you. And thyme. Because you're, it's, your ancestors recognize it. It's yes. a smell that's comforting to them. It's a smell that's, like, natural to them. Yes. You know, if, like, I connect heavily with Palo Santo because of my Colombian ancestry. Um, if you have Viking ancestry, juniper is a sacred herb in viking culture so it's all about just finding what resonates like and you know what? if you have a super christian background and you feel comfortable connecting with those christian ancestors frankincense and myrrh Mm -hmm. you know like you have everything 
it's at your disposal to experiment and figure out what feels right. Like, yeah. what is the vibe that, that calls upon the most comforting and supportive ancestors? You just have to try. <laughs> yeah, and again, we're not, you know us, we're not gatekeepers. And we're all about having you find your own truth and for the benefit of you right yeah for the benefit of your spirituality and and your growth and again this ties into the truth and the light of Mm -hmm. mums for this episode which is always so beautiful to see how we tie in our conversation and our um, intuitive um, path of perspectives and it ties all back to our plant of the episode which i love so much yeah absolutely so Use chrysanthemums and find your light. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's it on chrysanthemum. Um, You can follow us at Elder Hour on Facebook and Instagram, Mm -hmm. or you can go to our blog at Mm elderhour.com. You can find me on Instagram at Stay at Home Witch or on TikTok at Chelsea the Witch. And my other socials are Witch Baby Soap on all social medias and where can we find you me everywhere under i am juliet diaz and guys if you don't have tiktok go get it yeah we so much fun tiktok at uh, first hopefully we, it's here <laughs> this episode oh my gosh out. don't say that i'll be so bummed <laughs> so uh, just like maybe i at first i was like i don't want to be part of tiktok that's very childish and it's stupid and it's a bunch of half naked young girls is just horrible but we what we did was we made it work for us um she made it work for her and her brand and for herself and i did the same thing and then now it's more like a personal thing for me same thing for you right there's a there's definitely a real community other than the community that's trying to hex the moon that is not true (laughs) that's true and then (laughs) we have i mean we're pretty famous on tiktok you more than i am but that's crazy But we, it's grown so much. We've created such a beautiful community there. And people there are really awesome. Yeah, they're, they're you know what? supportive. They're supportive and they can't hide because they have to show their face on TikTok, right? Yeah. They have yeah. to. They make videos of themselves. And it's just really fun. I, I find it to be a really fun place to go to um, when you want to get away from, like, the negative it's social media. It's real. It's more real. People deal with their feelings in different ways. Um, they uplift people. They make you laugh. Um, it's just so freaking fun. I love it. Um, so, yeah, follow us on there. Uh, you won't regret it. <laughs> Let us know that you listen to us here and you're following there. Um, and we'll check you out. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good day. <laughs>